it is scary, but I thought to myself, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it anyway. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. This is Pulling Up Facing Fears. And welcome to another episode of Pulling Up Face and Fears. My name is Danica, your host, and we're back again. Thank you so much for tuning in. Back for season two. This is episode two. And I've got another friend of mine with me. His name is Tay Doris, a physical and personal trainer, massage therapist. He dabbles a little bit in body sculpting and the whole nine. And uh, he's also the owner of the fitness lifestyle brand, Keep That Thing Sweet. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm glad you could have me. Great to be here. Let's do this. Let's do it. So the reason why I wanted to sit down and talk with you is because I've uh, been watching you build your brand uh, via social media. I've known you. We've been acquainted, I should say, for a little bit. We used to play kickball with the bro Mac. Yeah. Shout out out to to Mac. Mac. Shout out to Mac. (laughs) Super cool people. And I'm going to get him on here very soon, too, because Mac is just good people. But uh, I think we met a while ago. Uh, just around in the area and stuff and throughout time we've kind of just you know would see each other around or whatever and uh, I've been watching you build your brand via social media and I really can appreciate the fact that you're really dedicated to your craft yes ma'am and also like dedicated to education behind your craft and not just like the physical training aspects of things like you're really about it so facts facts I mean I appreciate that because one thing I would say is like, one, it can be a little misleading, mm-hmm. like with content, especially nowadays in this era that we live in, you have a bunch of people who I feel like everyone's a trainer. I mean, there's a billion people in this world. Everyone, whoever wants to be a trainer has that right to be so, but right. uh, I don't know. It's kind of hard when you know you truly passionate, you give it all you got, you put your soul into it, I would say. Absolutely. And then you you come across these people that's ha- half ass and it's like the peanut butter with no jelly. Like, peanut butter with I, no it, jelly. It, it, hey, no, I like that. It's kind of, it feels a little disrespectful at times, but I, I've learned over these years and the older I get, you can't take anything too personal, man. You right. just got to lock in on what you do and then continue to just try to inspire others and hope people catch on because there's somebody for everybody so right right so no I like that answer how you said it's like you're not trying to take nothing away from no one you're not trying to say don't do it because I do it Mm. um there's room for everybody but how you separate yourself is how you separate yourself and that's great exactly yeah so let's get started from the very beginning um I know right now that you're based in Ventura County but you're not originally from Ventura County not at all where are you from so uh, I'm from Atlantic City New Jersey wow Um, I was born and raised there so that's about 
say about 30, 45 minutes away from Philly. Okay. So it's South Jersey. Typically, when people say they're from Jersey, they get to thinking Patterson, Newark, up north, like closer to New York. Yeah. So when I was about 16, that's when I moved. I moved to South Florida. Okay. Mother took on a, a job down there. And for me, that was probably the biggest change in my life. Scared to death, all that. But come to find out, it actually ended up being like one of the best things that ever happened to me in my life. Just Moving because, around. yeah, it just opened my eyes, changed my perspective on life. It, it built me, molded yeah. me. And uh, I got people down there in South Florida I consider brothers to this day because I spent about five years in Florida. South Florida, uh, Fort Lauderdale area to be okay. exact. So we're talking about 30 minutes from Miami. So very interesting, very yeah. diverse, uh, completely different world from the Northeast. Like up north and you come down south, you have uh, this very very heavy Caribbean cultured. Like it's just, it, I don't know, it's beautiful. It's real beautiful. So, um, And then the football, that was my main thing at the time at that young age. So like... That's the best of the best down there. So it was just like a blessing in disguise, to make a long story short. But after my five years spent there, I would say that's when I moved back to Jersey. Things things just didn't pan out how we thought. Kind of went back and forth for a little bit, if I'm being honest. Tried Mm -hmm. to live in Tallahassee, North Florida. Uh, But eventually just went back back home. And when I went back home, I was about, I would say I was about, two to three years out of high school oh wow so uh for me at that moment in time i just i was so hungry for the game still like i really wanted to play football but i also knew graduate i just made it in high school like i'm talking about like i barely made it hey (laughs) hey, the the facts are that you made it and that's what's important yeah you know what i mean they can't take that from you say yeah so i say that to say uh because of that, my grades was were horrible. So mm-hmm. not only were my grades horrible, but I uh, I was already three years out of high school. So from a football standpoint, a, a coach from the outside looking in, they just like... They're not looking at you as like a reliable... Yeah, so yeah. it was just like I knew the route I had to go. And I knew it was like a community college route. So right. football, not only did I love it, but it was my way out. Because where I'm from, it, it's just... You know, shout out to my city, but man, it's it's dead. Like yeah. it's not really too much going on. Right. So uh, I just started reaching out to every community college in the country, and like state by state. And then obviously, I'm a hit California. That, yeah, absolutely. And uh, Ventura, Ventura College, uh, they happened to be one of the first schools to reach back to me. And shout out to VC. Me just being so thirsty to leave. I ain't really take too much into consideration. I mean, I ain't going to act like I didn't have any help from family members, but I definitely took that risk. Right. And I just came. No family. Wow. No nothing. It was a little scary. Uh, I I think the move to Florida helped because mm-hmm. that was a big transition. For so sure. So it was just like, because I've done that, it was just like, ah, I could do this too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's cool. So you started East Coast hit what the south the south back east coast then all the way to the west coast yeah. the best coast sorry <laughs> but uh yeah definitely big changes just to go from east to the to the south where there's like no mountains no hills None nothing that. like that you got some beaches and all of that but then to hit the west coast great weather it's yeah. a little bit you know i mean if, if- since we're talking about it, I feel like I might as well give my opinions 
on how I feel about this uh, whole West Coast thing. So yeah, I love California, man. I, I love what it represents. I it, when people ask me what do you like most, I'm gonna mm-hmm. say off top every time the scenery, the weather. Yeah, but they're gonna charge you for that weather too. Absolutely. But uh, you know, it's it's amazing. I feel like over the years, I've I've learned to appreciate little things about Cali, but uh, I do think. I've been in that same kind of area for so long, like, because once I kind of finished up with school, I did my two to three years at the community college, Mm -hmm. and a lot of -of out-of-state kids, the whole idea is to put a couple years in and get out, transfer. Man. And uh, (laughs) shit just didn't play out how I thought it was. Trust me, I know a lot of people (laughs) where it's like, it it didn't work out that way. They're still here. Right, right. Um, You know, they start setting up lives out here, starting families out here, the whole Mm -hmm. nine. And there's nothing wrong with it. Like, Mm -hmm. if you can stay out here like you said it's very expensive if you can stay out here and manage to stay out here then i think you're doing pretty well yeah you know i mean it's crazy though because back home uh you know not not when i say back home florida jersey i just feel like anywhere in general i feel like cali is looked at as the the state of opportunity yeah so back home People like, oh, you and Cali, like, you doing it, not knowing right. you going through it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you fuck, like, you might be damaged and, and you, hey, you, you doing it big, bro. And then you got to really, yeah, I'm doing it big, but you know damn well, like. People when, just think Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know, Facts. all of that. It's either Hollywood or, or the hood, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. South Central. And that's one of two things, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Is what people think when they think California. But no, that's amazing. So uh, football was the ultimate goal yes, it at was. first. Um, obviously, now you're doing your training and stuff like that. What was the ultimate like driving factor for you to decide to take the, the training route? Um, once, once I was like, I finished my tenure at Ventura College, mm-hmm. uh, I just kind of made that, I I felt like I had to make a, a business decision because yeah. one, I was just like one of the old, me having that late start to come back to the game. I right. was like a little older, so I just took a little bit more into consideration. And on top of that, I'm five surgeries deep. Wow. So, yeah. Which, so, with surgeries, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people, they don't understand that. So, uh, I've I've torn my meniscus three times. Okay. I had surgery on it twice, though. Okay. Then I uh, I dislocated my my fifth metatarsal, like my pinky toe. Oh, ow. So, that, ow. Was, that, that was bad. Then I had a, a hernia, like in my lower abdomen. Wow. And then I actually tore my labrum. With my shoulder, like, so. you know all the body parts. Yeah, like, you gonna bad. have to like point at it for me. My I got bad. You. But yeah, then my labrum. So I mean, overall, I pretty much done banged up everything in my body. So, yeah. so I say that to say, uh, once I kind of took all that into consideration, I, I felt like it was time to shut it down. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like just like many athletes, it's probably one of the hardest times of your life. Absolutely, As a football Absolutely. player, you. They tell you to have a plan B, but ain't nobody trying to hear that. Like you, you thinking about million dollar contracts, putting your mom in the house, stuff like that. So somebody told me uh, that if you got a plan B, that means that you don't expect right. plan A to pan out. Yeah. So I feel it. I feel it. But I mean, a plan B is very smart, too, at the same time, just because life happens yeah. and you you never know what you is next. Know. You have no idea. So given that you had all of these injuries, these surgeries, I bet that 
the training and physical therapy and all of that probably really opened up your eyes a lot to um, how the body works and what needs to be done to keep yourself healthy. Yeah, so uh, I've always been interested in the body. So actually, when I came to the college, I wanted to major in kinesiology. Okay. And at the moment, that that's not something they offer. So I just kind of, it, w- it wasn't in my thought process at the moment. But mm-hmm. I feel like the driving factor was really just, I've always been a grinder. Like some people, don't get me wrong, you got these talented kids and mm-hmm. some people just want to play. And yeah. obviously playing is what you should ultimately want to do. It should be fun. But I just took so much pride in grinding. And right. Like understanding like you might be more talented than me, but you're not going to outwork me. And right. I feel like that just that kind of stayed with me throughout my whole sports career. And I'll also say that uh, after each surgery, it was almost like a challenge. Like, I'm going to come back from this, too. And mm-hmm. uh, just that get back, it, just knowing, like, I could do it. I mean, that statement alone is like that just shows how much character you have. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I had knee surgery, double meniscus, ACL. Um, I didn't take my therapy as, as serious mm-hmm. as I should have. I was just ready to get back out there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I'm just like, it's fine. Like, get me back on the court, right? Mm-mm. Like, <laughs> I really should have taken it a lot serious because it was never the same, at least for me. I always heard that, you know, after your surgery, you do your therapy, you come back stronger. That wasn't the case for me, but I didn't put in the effort that I should have to get myself back right. Mm-hmm. I still pay for it to this day. I mean, I can run, but anything lateral, bro, that, that shit's shaky. <laughs> it's a little shaky, like, I'm not gonna lie. Um, so what would you say was the biggest challenge for you when it came to um, learning about the body, the, the education and the training and all of that to get your certifications? So I feel like- It's a lot to learn. Yeah, it, it's so much. and. Uh, I feel like to the like as a, I feel like my uh, my title is a little misunderstood. First of all, so mm-hmm. I just, just touch on it briefly. Where yeah, I absolutely. wanted to say like, overall, you could call me a trainer, mm-hmm. but I feel like I fall more in the lines of a sports performance coach, okay. and that's just my love for the for the game of sports and athletes and movement in general. Mm-hmm. I just think it's it, it's so it's so much fun. I'm very passionate about it, but um, with that comes massage therapists. Yeah. Now, as a male massage therapist, I I get a lot of shit, and it's kind of unfortunate. And, you know, even to this day, even though I've established myself in a sense, I still get a hard time, especially, you know, at the moment, if I could have it my way, I deal with athletes all day, all the time. But that's not what it is. It's a lot of women. Yeah. And uh, it's rough, but I work through it dealing with all all the BS that you might hear. So you got a massage therapist, but I also think... Just because it's a, mass- a massage therapist, it can be very broad. Where like I offer a lot of rehab, prehab type of trainings, uh, stretching. Uh, yeah. We can we can do we can do body sculpting. We can do grasping. We can do cupping. Like it's just a lot that I offer. I see it. I see and, it like uh, on your feeds. And I just think that when you try to dibble and dabble into too much, it could kind of mess you up. But I, I, I would like to call myself a, a jack of all trades. And I think I I kind of mix all my crafts together well. And, uh, no, that's awesome. Um, what I do see is uh, 
you're very big on mobility. Oh, yeah. And um, just movement and getting stronger, but not just pick a weight up, put a weight down, but like being able to hold a weight while you move in different angles and stuff like that. I think that's really important. And that's cool to see because, like you said, there is a lot of internet fitness trainers and people that like and don't get me wrong it's great no like it's cool but at the same time it's like there there's more than one way to skin a cat and i think true health um really comes from being able to to move your body and and have that range of motion so that's awesome i think uh the longer i was away from the game the more i just just I, th- I think it just stemmed from like that. There's wanting to be great factor where like you grew up thinking things had to be a certain way for yeah. so long, and you like at some point you like damn like I just use myself as a my own guinea pig over the years where like there's nothing I've made somebody do or challenged somebody to do that I haven't done myself, right. you know and. That's awesome. By by making myself my own guinea pig, I realized like the importance of those little things and like understanding how to get back and the rehab process and all the little smaller things that can enhance your performance. And, and I'm sure the mental that comes into all of that major, as well. Major. Yeah. Not enough. I feel like nowadays, like in this era, mental health is getting more recognized and it's getting taken more serious but like you know you we come from a little bit of like a older old school generation Absolutely. where it's like ah, brush it off tighten brush it up off. And, and not understanding like that's the most important thing because mm-hmm. without your mental you you ain't right <laughs> yeah absolutely um i think it's also important to have a little bit of that grit too mm-hmm. i think that mental toughness is also important you know what I mean? You got to be able to talk to yourself to, to get yourself through some things. I don't want mental health to be a cop out either, if that makes sense. Oh, yes, because that's a thing. That that's is a, a thing, right? <laughs> OK, so thing. I'm not tripping, right? Not OK, tripping. so I was like, let me not sound insensitive. But at the same time, it's like that grit and being able to talk to yourself through a situation is also very important to have like the heart of a lion. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, like sometimes that that can't be taught. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you, you have it or you don't. I mean, there's obviously different strategies and ways to like help develop a stronger mental. But uh, and sometimes I, it's just in moments mm-hmm. like you can't you have no choice, you know. Yeah. And uh I feel like by having that stronger mental, that go, that'll take you a long way in life, too. Uh, <clears throat> I think life is about adjustments. So mm-hmm. regardless of you trying to be a real estate agent or, I don't know, America's next top model or the next mm-hmm. best trainer, like, you got to adjust to what's happening. And yeah. You got to look at every every wow. setback as a, as a blessing in disguise almost. That's a great uh, mentality to have for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So getting things moving. So once you became certified, mm-hmm. um, started building your clientele, like how easy and or difficult was oh, it for you man. to build? <laughs> like uh, like the great Nip said on his on his journey, uh, he felt every emotion. Yeah. And I feel like I could I related to that so much just because <clears throat> especially when you first starting. It's so many times, like, I wanted to, you know, you want to quit. you like, damn, am I tripping? Yeah. But then every time you do it, you, like, you, f- you feel so passionate about it. That that was kind of like, okay, I know I can't give I can't give up if I right. just feel like it's meant for me. But uh, 
it was a lot of a lot of ups and downs, a lot more downs than ups too. So, mm-hmm. the but client, then you have that one great session, and you're like, yeah. oh yeah, this is worth it. Yeah, like the clientele. If we being honest, I feel like a lot of people they know they knew what I did and they liked watching what I did, but it wasn't until that pandemic. I feel like a lot of people might have flourished during that time that's crazy that's one of my questions (laughs) i'm like did covid help or hurt um covid helped a whole lot that was that was the that was the year for me uh what's crazy is right before covid hit i was in a super bad place like Mm -hmm. i i was my mental was all the way gone like i was kind of like not a, a non-believer in the whole law of attraction and i wasn't really understanding how like what you think and mm-hmm. what you manifest really can come to light yeah so i was just kind of like on some shit where damn all my boys done left from out of state um, i've been out here why am i still in oxnard just so negative on a yeah. daily basis and uh i mean there was a there were other things that also were going on in my life that weren't the best but once once p- pandemic hit, I feel like a lot of people were forced to soul search. Absolutely. And uh, for me, it's just, if anything, my mental got right. And that's when everything changed. Yeah. And uh, clientele just, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to act like gyms weren't closed. I feel like that contributed to people wanting to reach out and work with me. Yeah, for sure. But that's, that's preparation meeting opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Had you not been on it then people are still going to be searching for a trainer. You just mm-hmm. happened to be the one that was ready to go. So, hey. <clears throat> and I think what was most important was to stay level. We're like, I'll continue to use athletes as examples where like sometimes they're in season, sometimes they're off season. Yeah. You got to understand when that time of the year wrap around, depending on the sport, things might slow up a little bit. So mm-hmm. I, I just kind of kept it in my mental like, bro, you got to stay level headed just because things booming don't mean like yeah. you better than anybody. So like, I'm gonna be honest right now, it's a little slow. Mm-hmm. So I felt what it's like to shit to boom. I felt what it's like to be at the rock at the, at the very bottom. So I take it all. I'm I'm blessed for it all. I get a glory to God for everything. So. It's winter time as we get closer to the new year. You already know people about to come back ready to mm-hmm. hit them resolutions and <laughs> all of that. Facts. So you know what I mean? So it's just it's on the way back. Yeah. So how did you go about building trust with your new clients? Because I know that's really important, especially say it's somebody that you haven't worked with before or someone that's just barely getting started. Um, what was that like? I feel like the biggest thing is just communication. And that mm-hmm. sounds like a cliche, like, oh, that's easy to say, but not like really. Like people think as a trend, don't get me wrong, it's it's very important to know your stuff. It's very yeah. important to be educated. You, it's, Some people might have uh, 30, 30 certifications, five degrees, at the end of the day, you could have 30 certifications, five degrees, and be horrible at communication. Right. So, like, I feel like for me, one thing I did just show people I'm a real person. Mm-hmm. You could talk to me. Now, that don't mean you can vent to me and I got to <laughs> have those boundaries my damn self. But you, uh, you got to be able to communicate. And I just like to tell all the, all the clients I do take on, 
open and honest with me at all times. Yeah. What you might think I'm not ready to hear or what you might think you can't ask, I promise you, you can. So that played a huge role in like the success I've had over the past year. So like just communicating properly. Because if if I give any advice to anybody on a come up, a coach, trainer, whatever you might be is, uh, learn how to communicate with your people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in mm-hmm. all different walks of life because just you might come from a certain background yeah but then you come across uh, somebody maybe they've silver spoon their whole life and that don't mean they less than they mm-hmm. just see the world differently so you once again adjustments mm-hmm. wow so, yeah. wow okay gems <laughs> gems i like that do you have um, a support system around you, some sort of team, or you just kind of dolo out here with everything and just kind of taking everything on as um, it comes? Or So uh, first and foremost, I ain't going to beat around the bush. Got to shout out uh, my baby girl and her family. When I say my baby girl, that's my girlfriend. So we've been on and off. It's been a rocky road. Uh, been together for about five years now. Wow. And uh it's a beautiful thing, but not to say I wouldn't have figured it out because I was always going to do that. Mm-hmm. But they took me in as one of their own. Yeah. And uh, they've definitely made life a little easier for me out here. That's great. Um, Other than them, ain't really a support system. All family back home. And I understand ultimately down the road, you can't operate just you. Mm-hmm. You do need a team. Yeah. But for me, it's just like. I need to build a team where, like, it's people that are, are genuine and authentic mm. and people I, I truly trust. So, like, I ain't trying to be too picky, but at the same time, I'm not just going, hey, bro, uh, you trying to work with me? And just because he a trainer, he might be good at what he do. That's I've the turned quickest down, way for shit to crash and burn. Man. I know. I know I've, already. Uh, I've turned down many opportunities mm-hmm. where, like, gyms offering uh training positions and uh i just say like all money ain't good money yeah like, and people just think ah oh, it sounds good but when you really think of like what comes with it you might have a different outlook so i would say to answer your question don't really have a team i'm definitely looking to build a team um shout out to my my brothers in south florida uh one day we hope to link eventually, but as a right now, I'm just a one man show at the moment. Right. So yeah. But shout out to your support system. It don't really gotta be a big crowd yeah, yeah, of yeah. people. You just need the right ones. Facts. So that's awesome. I think it's important for people to understand that fitness is not one size fits all. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's different. Everyone's looking for something different. How do you go about assessing that? with your clients or with people that you're just getting to know when you so when you say that you're basically asking me everybody's in it for might be in it for a different reason Mm -hmm. and how am i attacking that and going about it yeah um i'm just i'm I'm gonna ask certain questions when we first when we first um meet or get introduced to one another where like i want to know who you are like a lot of the basic standard questions as a trainer, what's your fitness goals? Da da da. I'm gonna take it a little further. Like, why are you really doing this? Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Because fitness goals, it, I think physical appearance is is a. Uh, it needs to be not the main priority, mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of people know that it isn't the main priority, but they're gonna put that on the forefront and act like as if it is. Yeah. And uh, 
people I, I would appreciate too, man, if, if people wouldn't come to this fitness stuff, put their egos to the side. For sure. It may it make life easier. So to answer your question, um, once again, just communication. And I think what helps is just kind of being a jack of all trades where like that's that's why I feel like it's beneficial to just offer more than one service. Just like it is important to have multiple streams of income. Right. So just basically as an example, I'll say, for example, me getting involved with body sculpting. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I really want to touch on that because yeah, absolutely. body sculpting, uh, it was just a, a service that I came across actually over the pa- pandemic. Uh, shout out to the body shop and Nastasha over Shout there in Oxnard, good people. Eileen. Yeah, they they do great stuff over there. But what I was starting to notice, and it was getting kind of frustrating, where like I have some girls, maybe they're younger, maybe they're not, reach out, how much do you charge, da da da. And you break down the package and you break down the price, mm-hmm. crickets, no response. Uh. And then you'll see those same girls out here getting this body sculpting shit done. So I'm like, I know that's not cheap. So you know what? Say less. I'm finna go add that yeah. to my resume as well. Now, <laughs> when you come at me, you ain't no excuse. Like There's no excuse. So I feel like being off, being able to offer multiple services definitely helps. And uh, communicate, communicate. It, it's so key. Man. And I think when you do that, it just makes life easier. And it makes when it, from a training aspect, like you're able to just pick somebody's brain a lot faster and see right. like, okay, this is how I'm going to go about working with this person. Mm-hmm. And knowing like, okay, I, I can't talk to Sarah like I talked to Nicole. Like yeah. it, it's different. You no, know? that's great. Here in the industry and in radio, we get so many personalities. Oh, I So bet. many personalities. But at the end of the day, the fucking job has to get done, right? Yeah, it do. Uh, but you got to learn how to speak everybody's language. Mm-hmm. If you... If you manage a situation, if you want things to sound a certain way, like there's got to be a way that you get through to them. Otherwise, they shut down. That's just how it is. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So I feel that being able to talk different languages, work with different personalities, work with different backgrounds is very important. Um, You've kind of already answered this question in regard to just the the industry being oversaturated and we could continue to talk about it okay (laughs) so how do you separate yourself from the masses and the things that you see how do you find a good trainer out of you know a sea of trainers and therapists well in this social media era we live in i feel like one comparison is the thief of all joy. Like mm-hmm. if you out here comparing yourself to that trainer and that trainer, you already you already messing up. Um on top of that, I'll say that just because you don't got 70k followers, that don't make you not a good trainer right. and a good coach. So I think first is just understanding you are you and mm-hmm. you are not anybody else. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, it's okay to have people you look up to, people that might inspire you. But I think, one, at the end of the day, that's why you'll see some athletes convert into coaches and trainers. And they might be horrible at that just because right. you got to know it's not about you. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. got you to gotta be so unselfish where, like, everybody's priorities come first. Now, boundaries, boundaries are key, but... You got to put the people first. Yeah. And if you're not doing that, you can lose, you can lose, you're going to lose people like 
so fast. So mm-hmm. I feel like a contributing factor is just putting informative information out. Right. Like do your research. Mm-hmm. Like the internet is free, right? So just because you saw a girl with a big butt and a slim waist doing this, that, and the third. Doing air squats. You, you going to do the monkey see, monkey see, monkey do thing? Yeah, like, yeah. Nah, like, <laughs> do your research. Understand. Be intentional with your work. Like, understand that just because Jamal was doing 60-inch box jumps, that don't mean somebody else Cause just walk into the gym and just pop, do the sixty inch box jump. You gotta. Or if that would even be beneficial to them. Exactly. At all. Like, uh, man, it it's so saturated, and it. I try not to like, you know, I try not to I get to it. involved with others and everything they got going on. Then you got people who it's clear to see for me from a social media standpoint, at least, like what somebody might be doing it for. Like you, you don't get me wrong. I mean this with all due respect, but I, I truly believe at this moment in time, Instagram and fitness influencers, that's like the new lick. Absolutely. Where like Absolutely. you could you could honestly get some cute outfits, <laughs> have a nice <laughs> little body, and next thing you know, because you see your numbers growing. You not just because you put you in cute outfits and you doing some squats that come on now. Like, what's that about? Like, is it is that even for the people? Like, you are you really just you trying yeah. to get sponsored? Like, I feel it, you know, but then it, there it is again where like there's somebody for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's like you don't want to tell somebody that they can't take a shot at, at creating a livelihood for themselves, get their money and stuff like that. But to each his own. To each their <laughs> own. Uh, there's somebody out there that takes this shit very seriously, you know, and don't be disrespectful to <laughs> at the same time. No, I feel it. I feel it. So let's keep it moving. How everything has worked out. Obviously, the point of this podcast is to talk about the journey and then to also celebrate getting through the tough times and getting to blazing your own trail. So now you've got a nice little clientele of professional athletes, student athletes, influencers yourself, mm-hmm. um, and also like new mothers, just all, all over. You got a, a bunch of people. So congratulations. Um, what has it. been the biggest blessing for you so far? I would say, <clears throat> I don't know. I just, I say I'm pretty good at just one. I'm always thankful for like anybody that decided to work with me. Out right. of all these people in the world, out of all these trainers, you decide to come to me. Mm-hmm. That alone is a blessing. Great. I yeah. think to touch on that is just like, I feel like the youth they need us most. Mm-hmm. Like, don't don't get me wrong. Like, every, everybody needs somebody, but the kids. I feel like that's what it's about. And the older you become, the more you start to understand. Like, okay, I I wanna I wanna leave a positive impact, and everybody got a different idea of success. But like, I, if I were to die today, I'm confident in saying where I know like I made I impacted multiple lives for the better. Yeah, so like. Yeah. Uh, another big blessing is just being able to work with somebody from a younger age and mm-hmm. see them like blossom and, and grow. Like I just had uh, one of my 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 girls, yes, she went to uh, uh, Southern Oregon. Wow! And she's playing basketball. When I got my hands on her, 
she was reaching out she was super super lost and the whole kind of wanted to get that shit up and really f- being able to like bring her out of that dark place mm-hmm. and get her locked back in and just see how like her whole mental and attitudes just start changing over the months and that's great that's 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 just a blessing shout out to yes yeah, wow man, yeah that's real. awesome uh, one of the things that I appreciate most, uh, like when I see you pop up on my feed, is just like the content is very well put together. Uh, like I said, it's also educational in your captions. You're you're making sure that you're letting people know exactly what you're doing. Who's shooting your content for you? Hmm. Uh, me. That's Shit. you. Yeah, that's that's me. Uh, me and my my boy Los. Where uh, you know, especially over the pandemic, I took the time to just like okay understanding like versatility is key mm-hmm. like with yeah your craft but just like your the page and the content that you put out like okay might one day i might post a regular old post maybe yeah. i'll throw a reel at you right but then <laughs> you know visuals are that's that's the world we live in so that was my next question how important is the branding it's, to you i feel like it's everything right uh, you know word of mouth is everything too but mm-hmm. like it's just like adapting to this era, man. We're not gonna sit here and act like you know visuals and social media aren't aren't key because they are. So right. it's funny. I put out like a what I might believe is like a dope ass post. Like damn, it's the one right here. Like oh, they going like, they and like. I'm um, already knowing. Don't get me started. Then, then post on yesterday, my boy Low Shot he put together for me. What is like nicer video? Everybody reposting it. Blowing it up. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wait, all right. but I think the most important thing, though, is just the consistency. Yeah. Either way, just whether it's a, a great quality, maybe lower quality, quicker, longer, it don't matter. Just get something out there Facts. and just make sure that, that people are constantly seeing you mm-hmm. and seeing that you're on your shit. So that's awesome. Way to go. I didn't know that she was shooting that. that I was like, this shit yeah. looks kind of nice. And it's, okay. it's, it's important for people to know, like, uh, you know, one thing I struggle with is, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm going to push that content and I'm going I'm to give the people what they want and what I feel is important. But I do have those times where, like most, I just be wanting to detox. Like, yeah. like, damn, I don't even want to do this. It's a lot. It really is. And that's why it's like there's great that you can schedule shit ahead and, mm-hmm. you know, walk away from your phone and if you need to and stuff. But it's a lot. It's a whole other job. It's marketing. We've learned so much just like as a people, just by having social media that we didn't even realize like we're, we're marketers, we're marketing ourselves. We're a brand now. We're not just people. Mm-hmm. Like if you're doing anything, you're now a brand. And if you're deciding to put your craft on the Internet, by default, you're either helping or hurting. Yeah. And uh, like I, I actually came across a post not too long ago and what the man said in a uh, in some simple terms was if somebody go on your page right now mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta know like okay you could get the people a little bit of you i think that's normal and natural where people want to see like a little bit of your personality but they gotta look at them first couple posts and be like okay this this what this person do or this what this business represents and if you're not proud of what's on there it probably shouldn't be on there yeah <laughs> like, and the human attention span is so short like I'll just use the example for radio. It's like we got eight seconds. Eight. 
eight seconds. So if fucking Drake isn't playing, they're turning the channel. Mm -hmm. If if little baby is not on, they're turning the channel. So you know, people would be like, ah, oh, they play the same song over and over and over again. It's like, you, you got to think if someone's driving only 10 minutes to get to the destination and they're flipping through something, they want to hear what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. Or so, you know, going to Instagram, they want to see what they want to see. If your caption or your title says trainer and they go on to your page and they don't see no training, like, come on, bro. Man. But yeah, things have really changed a lot in this in this era of information and social media but that's awesome that you're already ahead on it and mm-hmm. and you understand that so even though that there is a lot that people can learn from you um by seeing your posts and stuff you've kind of already touched on it people think negatively they think you know yeah yeah <laughs> uh, like you say you work oh. with a lot of women pretty women yeah, the whole nine the whole um nine. how do you push through that and how do you just keep the focus on what you're doing and and keep you know so uh i was waiting for this one can't yeah. lie to you <laughs> i probably answer this question every couple of days honestly for um real? i'll start by saying like for example i post what i post yeah a lot of them happen to be good looking good looking women sometimes uh not that everybody know i work with men too i'm just yeah. make that clear but uh one thing for me like i i'm big on like what i represent and you know uh one out of respect like one for my relationship but even if i wasn't sure. in one you know shout out to uh baby girl she she's gotten way better because it, it was rough it's still rough but she got uh-huh. way better but I tell her, like, even if I was single, my reputation on the line, like, through the temptation and what people, you know, what you might feel, like, I just redirect my mindset, like, and get real intentional and understand, like, what I do is powerful. And, like, yeah. you could ch- touch back on uh, changing my life. Mm-hmm. So uh, just understanding, like, all it takes is one time, meaning, you know, because the whole idea is like a male massage therapist. Then it's like, oh, he got green eyes. He light skin, tattooed. Uh, ain't no way he ain't doing that. And it's just like, bro, all it take is one time. If I mess up, hey, girl, I know a good massage therapist, but right. it's over. Yeah, It's over. And I mean, not to mention you got those weirdo massage therapists that you be seeing. Like, man. I'm like, how is that? That's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Like it's uh, it, it's kind of it's similar to like the whole the whole people <laughs> the saturated training thing where like some people just doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. I I got a boy I got a homeboy who actually just finished his program and I tried to make it very clear to him, bro. Mm-hmm. You got to be strong with this. Yeah. You gotta you gotta know one. You take on a lot of energy as a massage therapist. People don't get that. Like, and I didn't really understand it like that until I actually started feeling. If somebody come in and they going through some shit, you might go go take on that. So you gotta be aware. Like walk out feeling like drained. Yeah. Like wow. it's it's happened. It's definitely a thing. Um, wow. But I, I I try to let them know like, bro, there's a. There's somebody for everybody. So that that's that freaky shit you see on social media that's where the man is just doing this, that, and the third, everything but an actual massage. Girls paying for that. Like people wow. want to do that. But as many people that 
as many people as there are that want to do that, I just feel like it's so many people who don't want that. Yeah. So if that's your man, if that's your husband, that's cool. But once again, I'm private. Yeah. Even if that was my, I'm not, you're not going to see that. That's. I think it's such a weird thing. That's just me personally. If you, if you're into that, shout out to you. Um, but no, um, but no. <laughs> it's just it's it's rough, man. It's just I've I've lost clients. I've had women tell me my man said I can't train with you. I can't get a massage with you, and I don't take too much personal. At first, Good. I was being so new to the game and yeah. stuff. It's like what the fuck? Like why can't we just communicate about something like this? And then I get it, right? You know, absolutely. But absolutely, you just gotta push through, man. Just as as many people. As many people as there are that might be declining your work or not interested in your services or might fall back and be hesitant, mm-hmm. you know, you, you keep going and you'll see like real quick, like how much more people are going to come your way. That's people awesome. going to know what you represent real quick. Right. Right. Yeah. Again, it's all in the character. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, the fitness lifestyle brand. Keep that thing sweet. Oh, yeah. Why keep that thing sweet? Uh, What's the backstory (laughs) (laughs) with that? uh, First thing first, the business as a whole is a taste training and therapy. Now, keep that thing sweet is almost like Nike and uh, just do it. Right. Where how... It, it really started from a, a post I put out. I was eating some fruit, and mm-hmm. I made a funny comment, keep that thing sweet. Got right. a lot of feedback from it. Kind of kept it going for a little bit. I'm like, you know, shit, shit a little funny. It can be a little <laughs> misleading. You hear that, keep that thing sweet. It can kind of sound sexual. So then uh, I think somebody approached me and was just like, hey, you should make some merch. I'm like, merch? Keep that thing sweet? Ain't nobody going to do that. This was my first time putting out merch. Put it on some shirts, some standard T-shirts, mm-hmm. sold out. I made, wow. I, like, literally in five days. I'm like, oh, no that's way. crazy. So, uh, over the year, past year or so, I've continued to, like, put it on merch. I see the bucket hats. Yeah, the bucket the- hats. I, I've thrown it on the page. And it, as misleading as it is, I think... I want, I'm, I'm happy to explain what keep that thing sweet means. So right. keep that thing sweet for me is just like put good things in your body. Right. If, if we want to break it down in simple terms, mm-hmm. that's what that means. And obviously I'm catering with the phrase I'm catering to fruits. Right. Because fruits tend to be a little sweeter. So like keep that thing sweet. That's kind of what that is. But it's just really just be intentional with your body. Uh, you only got one. Now, ain't nobody perfect. You going to mm-hmm. have some junk food in and out, da, da, da. But keep your balance and just, uh, you know, your body should be like looked at almost as a temple. Absolutely. In my eye. So that's just me trying to motivate people on a daily basis. Like, man, come on now. Like It's catchy. Yeah, yeah. It's catchy. So I, I trademarked that thing. So <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Yeah. So say somebody was thinking about taking a similar path. They were interested in, you know, helping people the way that you help people. What advice or recommendations would you give to that person? Put your put your ego to the side. Be a sponge. Like mm-hmm. put yourself in. Like for That's me, great. everybody learn different. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I'm I'm hands on. Like I personally, I feel like I need to be there. I'm just now starting to like hold myself accountable and, and read a lot more books than I ever have. But Amazing. whatever works for you. 
I think uh, just put your like whether that's you going to seminars, whether that's you paying another trainer that whether you feel like he better than you or not, maybe it's only one thing you take from them. Yeah, that's better than nothing. And just always continue to learn. I say it again. Better learn how to communicate <laughs> because that's the most important thing. Some sometimes people don't get it. Like training, you like a mentor. You you could be a therapist. You got to take on a lot, so you got to know how to tackle all that. So I feel like continuous education, learning how to communicate, and uh, if you would want your client to represent the better things in life, or like. If you want to hold them accountable, like, you better be doing the same thing for yourself. Yeah. So, like. Wow, that's important. Yeah, for you, sure. You got to. Uh, Don't be a fraud out here. <laughs> yeah. Like, Don't be a fraud. But <laughs> that's not to say, like, just because you don't got the nicest body in the world. you Some the most amazing trainers and coaches. Oh, absolutely. They might not be the most in shape. That don't define a good trainer. But, like, come on now. Yeah. It ain't going to work out for you if you, you pushing 300 plus pounds and. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta do the right things for and yourself. And you're not too. even strong. You just, just big. Just big. <laughs> just big. <laughs> so let's talk about what's next for Tay, for all of your endeavors, yeah. and the brand um, as a whole. I'd be lying if I said I had a for sure game plan. I know that sounds crazy, but like I'm, I'm tackling that every day. But mm-hmm. at the moment, I feel like some short term goals. For myself at the moment will probably be one obviously continue to build some the clientele and build my rep out here and get closer into the los angeles area well i'll say southern california ideally if i could have it my way i want to get it to the point where i'm global yeah like i'm touching i'm touching i'm touching on different like i want to go to africa i want to i want to help them people out people think like oh why don't you start your own gym and it's like bro you know what goes into that so like a lot maybe short term maybe it's long term but like obviously i want to have my own facility where like it represents all the things that i've done over the years from the rehab to the recovery to Mm -hmm. the training massage therapy and then i I can't do this forever. So continue to look for a solid team that I could rely on. And that's just training and massage. I feel like as a man, like I never want to just represent one thing. So to touch on the whole keep that thing sweet thing. uh, There's people out here. Shout out Raquel, Plant Based Mommy. uh, Love Raquel. Yeah, yeah. She she doing her thing with the juices. And uh, I just think one day, possibly, maybe it's not called keep that thing sweet, but... I want to definitely get into like some holistic slash like a juice company. Wow. Okay. And just like I think uh, when you go to these neighborhoods of poverty, you go to the hood and stuff like, yeah, I get it from a business standpoint. Somebody is not going to set a business up dead smack in the hood. Nothing, that, that don't mean it got to be dead smack in there. It's a big risk, but it got to start with somebody. And yeah. Maybe I'm able to do it one day. Maybe I'm not. But I want to give people the less fortunate opportunity. At least, like, damn, like, it's not even an option. You McDonald's, liquor stores, like. Everywhere. Ain't no ain't no smoothie spot in the hood. Like, no. so how could somebody even. They just wake up trying to, on survival mode. At least I could 
and try to help these people out and absolutely put there for them. absolutely and it's true you go it's the it's the mcdonald's on one end then you got starbucks then you got burger king across the street and then up the street from that it's like you got carl's jr just in within a block america crazy it's crazy so that uh that kind of leads to like as far as like things i want to work on in the near future i think one thing I, I feel like got my name written all over it is i feel like every successful businessman or woman at some point in their life like they they get involved with real estate oh absolutely and real estate is dope to me but like on the deeper level i want i want to really own some land and i want to be able to like yeah do great things on the land like Get into farming and like sure. create a farming team and like. You do you know, follow a uh, Wall Street trapper? Yeah, I, I actually do, and I, I've watched his the Breakfast Club uh, podcast with mm-hmm. him. I watched that about three times. And him I, and his homie just bought up a bunch of land, and so I think they're starting another YouTube channel, and they're about to like work their land and start like farming. Which I mean, he's already doing great things as far as just teaching people about the market, mm-hmm. long-term investing and all of that. But it's like him breaking out and being like, I'm about to work this land. That's crazy. It's crazy. And, it's crazy. Uh, you know, it's crazy, man. You grow up thinking. Like we get told, especially, no disrespect to the older generation, but I do feel like they just so, a little, they're a little closed-minded, I would say. Mm-hmm. So like, go to school, uh, get your education. And it's mm-hmm. just like life so much Bigger than that, some of the most successful people didn't even go to college. No, uh, but they're very well educated. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. You can learn from experiences. Mm-hmm. You can learn from mentors. You can learn from just doing things. Man, we got people. They're making money just from their cell phones. Swear. And it's <laughs> insane. You know, we're learning things on YouTube. And all of that, I understand the closed-minded sense of things. That's just what they were taught. Yeah, but can't blame them. Yeah, you can't blame them. But this new generation, and it's up to us, you know, really to to break away from that because Gen Z is already on it. They mm-hmm. don't even, they don't even. We're kind of like in the middle, where it's like one foot in, one foot out. Yeah, I could go to school, I could get my degree, but at the same time, I see this eighteen-year-old this 17 year old he's selling nfts and i don't even know what that is (laughs) bro so um it's important to just stay on your toes and and all of that that's awesome good for you good for you definitely so if you could speak to yourself when you first got to california say it's you right now and then you're talking to yourself at the age you were when you first got here what would that conversation look like or sound like? Buckle up. Shit about to get really real. Yeah. I probably lead with that. Mm-hmm. But then I also say, like, I try to break down to my old self, like, the power of, of faith and okay. the power, like, really believing in yourself and not needing anyone else to believe in you. I, I feel like for the most part, the old me held it down. Good. But uh, just it, it was more of a mental thing back then. So just trying to, like engrave that into the old me and like help myself understand like bruh no matter what like you're gonna be good you mm-hmm. just gotta you gotta fight through all this stuff that's about to take place in your life and you're gonna be all right so uh i feel like i did a good job though man a lot of people i know folded went back home and people got into other things for whatever that reason might be but 
I'm still here, so yeah. Yeah. No, you you seem uh, like you've got your head on very straight. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, you've said it a bunch of times, just intentional. And you've got a mission. You're holding that vision for mm-hmm. yourself and you can see it. You can hear it and all of that. So that's great. Um, so I like to close these out basically with like um, a quote. I watch like a lot of YouTube and little motivational in, like videos and shit on the tube and so um i just want you to expand on the quote it's very short and it's by eric thomas tension produces greatness oh yeah uh basically like no pressure no diamonds like yeah. uh, if i ain't take no risk i wouldn't be here talking to you right now mm-hmm. obviously you can't be you you got to be a little strategical with these risks you can't Absolutely. just be wilding but Man, take risks, take chances. Uh, to the to the young people out there, that's the best time to do it. Yeah. You got people forty years old wishing they would have this. You know, mm-hmm. like now it might be a little too late. Um, yeah, you got you got to make sacrifices. You gotta you gotta take risk, and uh, you gotta know like all that pressure you might be feeling, all that all that tension and uh, that uncomfortable feeling that mm-hmm. you might feel at times. That's it's beauty in that. Like I think Jay with J. Cole said quoting rappers and shit, but he it's beauty in the struggle. You it's know, cold. it's like it's it really is, man. You and sometimes it take you going through that to really realize, oh shit, like that shit. It was a great time. Like, yeah. Like all them rough times back back here uh, when I first started in um, California, I think back on those times all the time. Like, yeah. So, in a nutshell, take risks. Make sacrifices and be great. Yes. Well, thank you. How can people get in touch with you? Um, Check out your content. Maybe book a session or assessment. So um, you can follow me on Instagram, T-E-Y underscore D. Now, that's like probably my main outlet, but I also do have a website. It's Taze Training and Therapy. You can inquire on the website. I have an email linked to my Instagram and social media accounts. That's pretty pretty much how you're going to get in touch with me at the moment. I I hope the work can impact as many people as possible, especially within this area. It's a dope area to be around and uh, great people. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me. This is awesome. We got an hour in, bro. Full of gems. Like, that's great. I love it. I love it. Thank you for coming in. Absolutely. And thank you for listening and tuning in to another episode of Pulling Up Face and Fears. And I just want to dedicate this episode to my grandfather, Chayo Cabral. Um, I love you so much. And I will be back. Thank you so much.